Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. introduction and to you dear listeners for tuning in to movie addict headquarters now you don't have to be a movie addict to visit here of course but if you are one it's definitely the place for you especially today because author pamela j smith has agreed to talk about her wonderful book romantic comedies these films can save your love life this is a perfect topic, and Pamela is the perfect guest for Valentine's Day. She loves both romance and adventure in myths and movies. She is a mythologist, international consultant, speaker, and award-winning writer, producer, director, with over 30 years of experience in the media history industry in Hollywood and around the world. Among her many credits are Disney, Paramount, Universal, Romance Writers of America, U.S. Film School, and American Film Institute. She is the founder of MythWorks, co-founder of Alpha Babe Academy, and co-founder of Mythic Challenges, Create Stories That Change the World. And folks, as an added treat today, thanks to Misha Zubarev, Richard, <laughs> Richard Ver- Vernon, and Nikki Starr, our producer extraordinaire, we will be debuting an original romantic song from the upcoming film, Cake, A Love Story, which most of you know is based on It Had to Be Us, the romantic memoir my husband and I wrote under the pen names of Harry and Elizabeth Lawrence. So be sure to stay for the entire show, because Remember the Day is our outro music and now it's my great pleasure to welcome our special guest welcome to movie addict headquarters pamela well thank you so much for inviting me i'm uh, very excited about being here today and looking forward to a wonderful conversation with you thank you well, you're very welcome. It's great that we could we could finally get together. I've been so eager to talk with you um, ever since I, I read uh, romantic comedies. And I'm curious, what motivated you uh, to write this wonderful book? Well, I have to admit, Betty Jo, that the motivation came from my publisher. And oh, Ken, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, uh, Ken Lee, who is... Uh, publisher of uh, Michael Weesey Productions. And Michael Weesey Productions, I must <clears throat> must say, they are fabulous publishers. They are the film book publishers. And if any of your listeners are writers, filmmakers, uh, do visit mwp.com. They have a, just a wonderful selection of books. And they also have a another arm of the publishing company that does more spiritually based and spiritually inclined books. 
Oh. And those are, yeah, those are wonderful. It's called Divine Arts. And wow. Uh, yeah, and some of the books are crossovers about, you know, making meaningful films. So uh, Michael Weesey Productions, they're, they're great. So Ken Lee came to me. We were having a phone conversation about, yeah, what do you think we might want to do next? And Ken said, well, I heard about this very interesting article that said that a study had shown that couples who watched romantic comedies versus another group of couples that went to couples therapy had very interesting results. The couples who watched romantic movies together and then talked about them had a better uh-huh. stay together rate than the couples who had gone to couples therapy. And oh my gosh, together. I did not know that. Uh, it was news to me too, and, and to Ken. And so we were talking about that, and he said, "You know, maybe, maybe you could write like a guidebook about that 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 would help people address their." romance issues and uh, use romantic comedies thought well that's an interesting idea so i went away and wrote some sample chapters and sent them to ken and to michael weesey and uh, they came back and said okay that's a good start but we think it should be funnier and we think you should use some of your mythology stuff so put in archetypes And we think, you know, your love lessons, they're good so far, but give us more of that. So I thought, okay, well, those are good ideas. So then went back and worked at it from that approach. And they were marvelously supportive all the way through. And I must say the book is a beautiful piece of work. The the entire design team there at MWP was just wonderful, and and they created a a beautiful, beautiful movie guidebook, and I'm very, very pleased with the way it turned out. Oh, I I don't blame you. I mean, it's it is gorgeous, and I I loved it so much that um, that I was motivated to write a poem about your book, and uh, of course, I if if I write a poem, I have to read it out loud. So, so you don't mind, do you, if I share share this? I know you've you've seen it before, but I, my, I would my... absolutely ask you to do so, please. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, dear listeners, you know you're you're always in for a poem whenever I like something. So here is my poem about romantic comedies by Pamela J. Smith. Be sure to read this perfect book for fun lessons in how to look at rom-coms in a whole new way. Save your love light? It might, I say. Charming movies fill up each page. They tell of love at every stage. From Annie Hall to the April Fool's, advice is gleaned and true love rules. The quotes and photos are first rate. Don't hold back before it's too late. This Valentine gift would be sweet or for yourself, that would be neat. Romance helps make the world go round. Romantic comedies, I found, includes movies that I adore, and now I'm wanting even more. And that's the end of the poem, but I am wanting even more um, books by you in, done in this, in this format. <laughs> so, so well, uh, dear listeners, I'm, I'm uh, encouraging them to uh, to buy it. I know what today is Valentine's Day. It's too late for Valentine's Day, but it's a it's a gift to, for someone that you that you love, uh, don't you think, uh, Pamela? Oh, absolutely. And 
So I have this theory about holidays, particularly birthdays, but it can apply to Valentine's Day. It isn't just a birthday day. It's a birthday season. And so you can stretch it out just as long as you want to. So I say take that same approach for Valentine's Day. Exactly. I like the way. I definitely like uh, the way that that you think. And um, I read a lot uh, to our listeners about your impressive background, but um, what do you consider your most important qualifications to write uh, this particular book? Well, you really made me think about that. And um, I think it's it's a twofold thing. And one of them is I've always been a great devotee of passion and high romance and chivalry, you know, Mm. the Arthurian legends and the Provençal um, chivalrous love and all that, you know, yearning and striving to be a better person in order to be worthy of love. I always thought, oh, that stuff's great. Also, I happen to believe that can be just as, if not more, romantic than girls. A lot of times. And I have spent a lot of time with guys and uh, kind of grew up as a tomboy and then um, have worked with the military and working with the warrior archetype. So if you're going to have a book that's supposed to to help people with their love lives, I think you need to address more than just the female in the relationship. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So because I had a, a... a working knowledge and relationship of what uh, guys like as well as what girls like, and I know you can't just divide it into, you know, a bipolar thing there. But I thought, well, as I design this book, I'm going to be sure that we have approaches and ideas and images that aren't just about what you'd expect from chick flicks, but it also includes a lot of things that hopefully will appeal to uh, men and, you know, people of all ages, people of all genders, just, you know, have a widespread appeal to people. And that's what I tried to bring to the selection of the uh, sections and to the selection of the films. I, I can see that now, now that you've, now that you have explained that. And, I like the way you the format that you used and uh, and I love the the titles for your chapters um so dear listeners let me just read you some of the uh, titles I I just think these are so intriguing uh Pamela starts out uh, chapter 1 is am I good enough to be loved and that that'll just <laughs> grab you right away and of oh, course yeah. uh, Annie Hall that's where Annie Hall comes in then here's one. Should you really reconnect with your ex? Well, naturally, with me, that that rang a bell right there because that's what it had to be us, the, the romantic memoir that Larry and I wrote, is all about. Should you really reconnect with your ex? And oh. and that one and and that one is just hit home. And then loves of a certain age. You you can imagine what that will be. This I like. Crazy love. Is it worth it? <laughs> and sometimes when love gets crazy, you wonder if it's worth it. And mm-hmm. then finding love where you least expect it. And uh, I like this one. Broken Hearts Club. 
how to connect, how to cancel your membership. <laughs> you do have a sense of humor. You did make it funnier. <laughs> well, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did you decide? Uh, of course, I, there are many more chapters than than that, but those just kind of uh, stood out for me. How did you choose the films to uh, include? Well, it was a long process, and uh-huh. I, I must say I also had a lot of conversations with uh, friends and colleagues about, okay, what do you see as one of the main problems in love relationships? And just started <clears throat> collecting concerns and making a long, 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 long list and then mm-hmm. narrowing it down and finding that some things would fit into a number of different categories, so which one do they fit best, but uh, really tried to tease out what are the main problems that people have in relationships. And sometimes it's, well, it's the age difference, or they make more money than I do, or our families wouldn't get along, or I'm too mm-hmm. old, or I'm too young, or who is this person? Why in the world do I like them? And so it, <laughs> that, that was a... Uh, I wonder that. Yeah. Don't you just... Yeah, I have a, a whole chapter called Hate You, Love You. Because, you know, you. Yeah, sometimes... Right. Hate You, Love You. <laughs> yeah, it's just like with Pride and Prejudice. You know, sometimes the, the most passionate relationships start out with a whole lot of conflict. You know, and who are you and who do you think you are? And it's like, and then the story goes along and it's like... Oh baby. So all oh, these nope. different situations. You, you, I'm so glad you mentioned Pride and Prejudice because that I don't think that Jane Austen even realized that she laid the, out the groundwork for for the romantic romantic comedy in that between the two between the two main main characters that hate love push pull uh-huh. <laughs> relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I must say, Betty Jo, one of my favorite. Examples of that of that concept at work is in the Muppets musical Avenue Q, and uh, there's a lyric in one of the songs that says, "The more you love someone, the more you want to kill them." <laughs> I, thought, I thought, "Oh yeah, that's really true. That we sense. need a chapter on that." <laughs> yeah, just don't do it. I mean, just don't do it. To. Don't do it. But it, it should be a sign. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's a sign that there's some really strong emotions there. Well, I kind of interrupted you when you were talking about choosing the films uh, to include. And uh, what? Uh, how many films did you consider before deciding on the ones to include? Do you do you remember that? Well, it would probably be half again as many as made it into it. I, I did have a criterion. And, oh, what uh, was that? Well, actually, I suppose it's criteria because it's plural. And mm-hmm. I decided that if this book is supposed to be movies that can help people improve their love life, then it needed to be held to a higher standard. And so yeah. I identified four qualities that each of the movies included had to have at least one of these. And that was idealism joy, dignity, and or passion. So idealism, joy, dignity, and passion. And 
that's what I used for the selection. Now, some some movies that did not make it in, they they may have dealt with the uh, the category, like mm-hmm. torn between two lovers. But if they didn't exhibit in the storyline or in the characters at least one of those four qualities, then they weren't fitting the the paradigm of the book that I wanted to put out there for people. I think that 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 was a good way to do it, and I like those four points: idealism, joy, dignity, and passion. I especially like the joy and the passion part. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I'm so happy that that movies like Sabrina and Sleepless in Seattle and My Best Friend's Wedding, The Princess Bride and Four Weddings and a Funeral and Love Actually and Must Love Dogs <laughs> got in. <laughs> There's a lot of them that I'm happy that, that made it to your book. And we uh, we were talking this morning over on the Wacko Bob Network, over on Mixler, that's M-I-X-L-R, we were, I was talking with... Uh, with Wacko Bob and one of his callers, and we were talking about your, you and your book and uh, about our show today. And uh, I asked them, what were their, uh, did they have a favorite romantic comedy? And uh, they said, uh, and I, th- these two su- surprised me, The Wedding Singer, and I shouldn't have been surprised by When Harry Met uh, Sally. Now, I can't remember, is The Wedding Singer in? I know when... When Harry Met Sally is, but is the wedding singer in? No, it's not. And I, I must say, there, I know by no means mean to imply that these are the only films that embody those qualities or that are yes. as good. But uh, no, and I also think uh, the Wedding Crashers is quite good as well, which is not in this book. But I, I also think that's a a, a very heartwarming and uh, inspiring romantic comedy about how people can change in order to give a a better, more rewarding love life. Right, right. Well, in what way do you think that romantic comedies can save one's love life? I mean, we talked about the study of of the couples that saw these comedies and romantic comedies and then talked about them afterwards. Um, and then the people that actually went to uh, therapy, and uh, but and how how does this work? <laughs> in what way does it? In what way can it save one's love life? And I wish you'd been. I wish the book had been around earlier for me. <laughs> I wouldn't have made that mistake. That first that that divorce. <laughs> I wouldn't have uh, had to marry Larry twice. I wouldn't have oh to marry goodness. Larry twice and be be away from him for almost twenty years. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, that was that was sad, but anyway, okay. How how can they save one's love life? Well, I think the first thing that has to happen for any change to be made in anybody, as an individual or an organization or a nation or a business, you have to have awareness that maybe something's not working, and maybe something could be done about it. And the thing mm-hmm. that romantic comedies can do is they can catch our attention and make us more aware of, oh, maybe that's something that's going on. Maybe I want to take a look at that. And also, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I 
totally support going to couples therapy. I do think it's a great idea, and I have a, a some friends who do that kind of work, and it's it can be very very effective. I think that what watching romantic comedies together can do is it's a low pressure way to get people to be aware of the problems and oh, the possible yeah. solutions. You know, because it's like, oh, honey, come on, let's go. You know, and who knows who's saying it in the relationship or a friend is saying it to someone or a relative. Let's just watch this movie because I know you've got a problem here and you don't want to talk about it. But let's just watch this movie together. And here's some popcorn. So, you know, it sounds simplistic, but often we get the messages we need to hear from sometimes unexpected places. Mm-hmm. And so making ourselves more aware of the patterns that we're living in and also realizing it's not just unique to us can really help diffuse the intensity of a problem. And I, you see that more, I think, in, in younger people in their struggling with relationships and, you know, talking to a friend and the friend says, oh, I can't believe that, you know, they just did this and blah, blah, blah. And the friend goes, oh, my gosh, that happened to me, too. I thought it was just me. They go, oh, no, no, this happens all the time. Oh, okay. So once you begin to see patterns, then you can begin to address them. And so talking about our situations with lovers, with loved ones, family, friends, can bring new insights and, you know, often spark support for our dreams of love. So that's how I think as a an engaging, non-threatening, relaxed opportunity for greater awareness and the implantation of suggestions for improvement, that's how romantic comedies can be effective in helping us improve our love lives. Well, that makes sense to me, and uh, I, I can see how how that how that would work. What you do in your book is actually be uh, specific in the uh, the type of, of person that is dealt with in the in the movie, and the and the and the theme and the and the problem, and then uh, explain how this this movie does uh, would help. And um, I I couldn't help wondering while I was reading the book. I mean, you have so many wonderful movies that I just love in in your book, and I couldn't help thinking, oh, I wonder which of these romantic comedies are Pam's favorites and why. So why don't um, why don't we talk a little bit about that? Which do you have some that you could pick out that uh, that you that are your favorites? Yes, I do, and uh, I, I must admit first, uh, Betty Jo, when I was going through all these films, I was thinking, wow, some of these I've never seen, some I haven't seen in years, and mm-hmm. I was pleased to realize how many wonderful, wonderful films there are out there in this genre, yes, because too absolutely. often I think we tend to just you know, dismiss it, oh, rom-coms, they're just fluff. But there's really mm-hmm. a lot of good storytelling and character arcs and insights and inspiration. So I I just got to say, though, my favorite of all times is Love Actually because it interweaves oh, so many yay, different types that's of mine love. Too. Yeah. It, yeah. It's got something for everybody. It's got young love. It's got old love. It's got unconventional love. It's got love with someone who doesn't speak your language. It's got uh, rich, poor gap love you know for the 
the prime minister to the secretary, right? And yes. uh, oh, everything in between, everything in between. So it's my favorite because of the many types of love that are explored in the film, but also as a filmmaking exercise, it's just brilliant how it keeps the character and story arcs going from all these different aspects, and each one of them has its own trajectory. And even though you touch base with it, and then you go to something else, and then something else, and something else, and something else, then you come back to this story, and then you're somewhere. You never lose track. They all stay on their course of change, and they all interweave. It's just brilliant filmmaking. I'd love to have seen their storyboard up on a wall, right, with different colored oh, cards for which story. Me too. You must look like a kaleidoscope. So. Absolutely, and I just love that movie. I, um, the first time that um, Larry and I saw it, was um, at a at a screening that was packed. I mean, it was just packed, and we hadn't heard audiences applaud for a long time. You know, after the yeah. after the film, when the when the audience you know applauds, then you know that it's it's something that really is enjoyable and and a great movie, and uh, we were right there with them applauding. And you are right, all kinds of love. And, you know, Pamela, I just am not a fan of um, movies with so many characters because I, I have trouble following all of them. I had no trouble at all with the way it was done in Love Actually. And I loved all of them. You know, I, I was getting to feel a little fickle. But, you know, who wouldn't love Hugh Hugh Grant dancing down as a prime minister, dancing down oh. the stairs when he doesn't <laughs> think anybody's watching. <laughs> and, and Emma Thompson, Brilliant. Emma Thompson, I mean, she, she, in that movie, she's a wonderful actress, but in that movie, when she realized that something was up with her husband, oh, the great Alan Rickman, listen to these cast, the cast members, dear listeners, I mean, it's just packed with uh, wonderful actors, and we, sh when she finally realized that her, that her husband was infatuated with his, with, with a co-worker, and she changed from being just uh, devastated, devastated, in the blink of an eye, became, you know, you know, just herself again. Do you remember that scene? It is brilliant, yes. And she holds her dignity. There, exactly. There's talk about idealism, joy, dignity, and passion. Love actually is uh is got it's, you know, five star in each one of those in each one of those uh, areas. So I I I agree with you wholeheartedly about that. There wasn't one character that you didn't care about. Oh, what about Liam Neeson? Oh, and his yes, little, his little son. child. It just oh, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. And Bill Nye, realizing that oh. he he loves his his as he says, I I realize that all this time, I I the people that I love. You're supposed to be with people you love at Christmas, and the people I love is you, my chubby manager. And he gives him this hug, yes. and it's, the manager, Chubbs, is going, huh? Well, okay, yeah. And they have this really heartwarming hug. It's just so sweet. 
Yeah. And uh, there's a couple of others that I would mention, too. And uh, I I came to realize, again, how wonderful Must Love Dogs is with John Cusack and Diane Lane and Christopher Plummer. And I'd just like to read you a couple of quotes out of this that I I think are so wonderful. Um, Thank you. This is from the chapter on broken hearts, you know, how to cancel your membership in the Broken Hearts Club. Yeah. And uh, John Cusack is talking about the way he wants to love, the way he wants to be in love. And he likens it to Dr. Zhivago, that wonderful movie with Julie Christie and yeah. Omar Sharif, right? And yeah. if you haven't seen the movie in a long time, watch it. It's so romantic. And so John Cusack Oh, says, it's one of my favorites. Yes. Isn't it great? <laughs> and he says, it's it all there, man. The yearning, the suffering, a woman you pursue through blizzards across continents, a love so real, even after you're dead, it still hurts. That's all I want. Oh, that's, that's all. all. <laughs> that's all. Oh, you want. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and then, and then Diana, uh, Diane Lad, uh, Lane's character, she she doesn't want that. I mean, that sort of bowls her over. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Do not quite that realize. into passion. <laughs> yeah, that was just a little, a little too much for her. That that movie is absolutely great uh, to show um, how hard it is nowadays uh, to find a, a soulmate. <laughs> and so, well, it, it, so yeah, this going online, going online. You know, they got put. The two characters got put online by their friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, it is. Hard, harder and harder to find romance. And uh, also another line I liked out of it is uh, Christopher Plummer. I think it's Diane Lane's dad. And uh, yes. he's a widower. And he's been dating Stockard Channing. And, and he's asked about, well, are you going to fall in love again? And he goes, no, it's different for me. I've had the love of my life. And no one else could ever touch that. No one oh. can come close. So I'm just out there passing the time, tap dancing, if you want the truth. Maybe if I dance fast enough, I won't remember what I've lost. Oh. I know, it's so sad. But yet he's out there having, you know, having a good time and trying to hold up, you know, engaging with life. But realizing I'll never have that again. That's so precious. You know, once you've once you've been with deities, mere mortals will not do, as a friend of mine once said. Yes, and it's interesting about the the title, "Must Love Dogs." Uh, I think that did turn off a lot of uh, people. I mean, that kept them from going to the movie. I think uh, this. I think with a different title, uh, this movie would have been more uh, have gotten more box office because it is a special movie, but the must love dogs comes from the the profile that Diane Lane's friend or her sister I forget put up, put up for her i mean even though she has never had a dog she put in must love dogs <laughs> cuz <'Cause> she <laughs> thought that would that would get her some action <laughs> guys well i i agree with you betty joe i didn't see it when it first came out for that very reason and it yeah. was one of my friends who was discussing these things with me, and she said, oh, you have to see Must Love Dogs. I went, eh, I'm not, probably not. She goes, no, 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 trust me, you have to watch it. And well, I'm, I'm glad, glad I did. That the, oh, I'm glad you did, too, and I'm glad it's uh, it's in your book. So 
uh, we're right on the same page here with Love Actually and <laughs> Must Love Dogs. Is, is there another one that, that you'd like to mention? Yes, thank you, there is. I think that um, I do have a chapter called Want More Love, Give More Love. And it's mm-hmm. about, you know, reaching out and not being such a narcissist and having it all be about you or being too uh, sheltered and inhibited. And it's about how when we start giving love of any kind, really, to other people, it opens us up to love. And the French film Amélie is charming, adorable, sweet, and it's a heroine who's very, very shy, and she doesn't think she deserves love. But she starts doing things for other people to bring them more love, anonymously, anonymously usually. And the uh, the film is, is narrated, and at one point, she's she's out on one of the bridges over the the Rhine in Paris, and the narrator says, "Emily has a strange feeling of absolute harmony. It's a perfect moment, a soft light, a scent in the air, the quiet murmur of the city, a surge of love, an urge to help mankind overcomes her." And you know how that saying, you know, everybody loves a lover? Well, I don't think that's always true because some lovers can be really obnoxious about it, you know. It's like, oh, please. (laughs) But when it makes people Not mentioning any names, but okay. No, no mirrors here allowed either. Um, But (laughs) when you really are in love, it tends to permeate all of your life, and I think that's, that's just fabulous, and I think that is part of what all of us are seeking for when we seek uh, a one-on-one love relationship is to connect with love in capital letters. And, and then just for fun, sing along, Mamma Mia. I mean, seriously, can you oh, not yes. get up and sing and dance with Mamma oh. Mia? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that that was – that I, I just uh, – Really loved uh, everybody in that movie too, and and the three mm-hmm. the three guys who were invited to the that the daughter invited to the wedding. I liked the, the three actors that uh, <laughs> they that they picked for those roles, and I was surprised at them. And uh, of course, to see Meryl Streep, uh, you know, sing uh, dancing the Dancing Queen <laughs> wasn't that the one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was well, it's yeah. a musical. It's a musical, and Pamela, thank you for putting a musical in. Well, you, there were a number of musicals, but thank you for putting mm-hmm. uh, Mamma Mia in because uh, I am the world's most avid movie musical fan, and ah. uh, I, I just they, I, 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 I confess to being biased when I review them because I'm just so happy whenever a musical comes out. Now ah. I was wondering. You know the time is just going by so fast, and I, I was wondering if there, if you have a favorite romantic comedy that was released uh, last year. I know that the Oscars are coming up, and is there anything on the scene that you'd like to mention to our listeners? Well, I, I'm almost ashamed to say it, but I think I, I have to, in in the interest of integrity, I think I may be one of seven people on the planet that did not like La La Land. I actually walked oh, out. I knew the where there was something that we would be disagreeing on. <laughs> yeah, I I walked out of the theater 30 minutes into it. I did oh. not find any passion. I did not find any dignity in it. I I just wasn't swept up in 
the story, and I, I wanted more from it. I wanted more idealism. I wanted more passion. Now, maybe it got better, and I'm going to have to watch it because I'm doing an Oscar panel next Saturday. Yes. Free at the writer's yes, store if your listeners want to come. But um, You definitely should watch it again. Uh, I've seen it three times, and I can hardly oh wait to see it again. And oh the second time I watched it, I was a blubbering idiot at the end because I knew what was I, well I don't want to give it away but <laughs> no I mean spoilers. it's it's just an in, in but you know nobody's perfect Pamela <laughs> we were well, just going that's along true. here and, yeah and with art you know it's not like a high jumping contest where it's obvious who wins with art it's exactly. always a matter of taste so exactly but well, I, I do I, have I, to watch it <laughs> we we just could talk for hours, I think, about your book and, and about movies, and I, I hope that you will that you will come back. And we have a couple of minutes here. I do um, have some things to uh, uh, announcements to make, but is there anything else that you would you would like to add before we we uh, start closing things up here? Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, the book does have uh, love lessons. So for each of the films, there's, uh, there are three points of what you learn from this that can help improve your love life. And I would also um, ask your listeners to go visit my website, uh, mythworks.net or pamelajsmith.com. We have a, a bunch of events coming up, and we'll have the, the new calendar posted in a couple of days. But there's, a, there's an Oscar bash panel at the Writer's Store in Burbank, on Saturday the 25th, it's free in the afternoon, and I'm going to be at South by Southwest in Austin in March talking about romantic comedies and uh, a lot of other events. Uh, there's a kick-ass film festival from the Artemis uh, Film Festival people, L.A. Web Fest in April, uh, many events coming up. There's a lot going on. Uh, here certainly here in Hollywood and uh, many other places. So do check out the calendar on PamelaJSmith.com. And if any of your listeners want to be on our mailing list, they can also go there and at the bottom of the left side menu, sign up for our newsletter. We have uh, articles of interest and interviews and uh, links to interesting events and people and the calendar and all, all with a mythic slant. Oh, I'm so so pleased to, that, that you um, told us about all of the things that, that, are, that you're being involved in. And uh, I, you're so busy. You just uh, are a delightful guest. I've enjoyed every, every minute of it. But sorry to say, our time is almost up. And thank you, Pamela, for being a terrific guest. It's been a real pleasure to talk with you today. And I, I hope that um, maybe we can get you back uh, in the future and, uh, and talk some more about movies. Uh, does that sound like a good deal? That sounds delightful, and thank you so much. I really enjoyed it, Betty Jo. Thank you very much. Well, uh, we appreciate it, and uh, I'm also going to uh, thank the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and all our listeners and Nikki Starr for everything she does to help uh, Movie Addict Headquarters. And thanks to Nancy Lombardo, George Bettinger, Angela Drake Perry, and the Wackle Network hosts for their enthusiastic support of our show on their radio shows. Nancy is the host of Comedy Concepts right here 
on BTR every Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. And George hosts the Mom and Pop Shop Show on TuneIn Radio from Miramar, Florida, but aired worldwide every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, the Wacko Network offers something for everyone in its diverse programs, now every, airing every day on Mixler, that's M-I-X-L-R, and Angela is a popular new host at Fallen Angel Productions. Please come back next time, folks, for another spirited discussion about movies. And in the meantime, check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. To close the show, we are honored to present the debut of Remember the Day, a song written by filmmaker Misha Zubarev and performed by Richard Vernon in the upcoming film Cake, a Love Story. In this movie, Richard plays a man who has um, been estranged from his true love for many, many years and finally reunites with her. So here's Richard as an ordinary guy with a guitar singing his heart out to her about love and life. You're on, Richard.
Happy Valentine's Day, everyone.